0: hello and welcome to the complaint desk drop your complaints in the bin on your way out we're just two worship pastors discussing all things worship and church leadership i'm danny i'm here with doug and we're here to help you navigate the life and ministry of a worship pastor thanks for joining us today now let's jump right in Good morning, sir. How are you today? Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, man. Just another pollen-filled day in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Pollen. What's that? I'm over here having a coughing fit while we're wait- waiting to get started. I'm sh- I'm struggling again. I don't. <laughs> you know. So you know this. A lot of people don't. I go get I get allergy shots every week, and days like today, I'm like, why do I do this?
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like it doesn't work, but I tell you, if you miss that, if you miss that allergy shot one time, you'll regret it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably right. It's, uh, I think ultimately it'll be good, but man, I tell you what, some mornings it sure doesn't seem like it's doing any good. But hey, man, uh, thanks for being here this morning. I appreciate you joining me. Um, yeah. Looking forward to uh, this morning's uh, podcast. I uh, want to go ahead and get started with a little something that I've been working on this week. Something I've been reading this week. Um, I'm in Isaiah, and one of the passages that I read this week um, I think is a huge piece of the puzzle for um, what we'll talk about today. Um, but in Isaiah 6, you're very familiar with this passage. It says, "I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send and who will go for us?" And I said, "Here am I, send me." And he said, "Go and say this to the people. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts. <clears throat> excuse me, and turn and be healed. Then I said, how long, O Lord? He said, until cities lie waste without inhabitant, and houses without people, and the land is a desolate waste, and the Lord removes people far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. And though a tenth remain in it, it will be burned again, like a terebinth or an oak, whose stump remains when it is felled. The holy seed is its stump. Now, the cool thing about all that is <clears throat> what comes right before it. you know we always hear the i heard the voice of the lord saying whom shall sin who will go for us we hear that that kind of mission commission right that's a lot of times where you hear that used and he proclaims this judgment on the people keep on hearing but do not understand seeing but do not perceive um that's a third day song by the way um yeah but <laughs> i was actually I had that in my head. <laughs> I, know, I know but uh but, you know, he's going, he's sending him to pronounce this judgment. Of course, that's what the rest of the book is, right? Um, but but this worship that happens at the beginning, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory, and the foundations and the thresholds shook at the voice of him who, who, mm. who called. Uh, just a great passage. You know, when we encounter God, when we, when we come up against um, whatever he's called us to do, I mean that encounter it, it it shakes us to the core right yeah we have no choice but to fall on our faces and worship and I just I love Isaiah in general um one of the other passages I read this week of course um will will be your favorite here in, in a few weeks. You know, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, Prince <laughs> I know you love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas Bomba. music. I've already been listening to it.
1: <laughs> oh goodness. No, you haven't really. Oh, oh yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, it's April. It's April.
0: If you were to look at my echo at home, one of the recent commands is Christmas music.
1: <laughs> Christmas music. Uh, you know, I like, I like Christmas. I, I, the the consumerism, all that stuff just drives me nuts at this time of year. We, we go so way overboard with it, but no, I don't, I, I don't dislike Christmas. I just don't like it to be um, not what it was intended to be. I just give you a
0: hard time because of I Christmas know. music, man. I love we Christmas talk about music. This, I'd listen I'm to always I'm later.
1: I'm always later in doing Christmas music every single year than you are. You start. At church, you'll start November and start plugging Christmas music in.
0: Well, if I can start, yeah. look, I'm not going to lie, man, coming up July, coming up in July, man, church better look out because there might, there might be one or two <laughs> thrown in there. I am not above uh, singing Christmas music in the summer.
1: So you're going to rock out the first Noel, mid, you know, mid-July?
0: <laughs> Probably like a joy to the world, you know. We'll make it, you know, yeah. we'll make it something
1: now I could, I could do some, some old Lincoln Brewster stuff. They had a little Christmas album. Nobody know the difference probably, but, but they had some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So,
0: well, what you got well, going on man?
1: Yeah. Mine was uh, last night, in fact, and I, I use this every time. We have a, a Bible study that we meet with, with some folks in church and, and Zoom. And we got in a pretty interesting conversation last night in Genesis 15. We were talking about the gospel and community, how the gospel is, you know, effects and how, how community plays a role in that and ended up in Genesis 15. And that was some of our subtext. But, uh, Abraham is Abram at this point is has been told that, uh, God is going to bless him and his mm-hmm. seed is going to be more than he can ever count mm-hmm. and things like that. And just the challenge of faith that he had, it, it, it does tie into what we're talking about this morning uh in the sense that abraham abram had a situation where uh, god had told him what was going to happen promised him what was going to happen and and abraham was struggling how is this going to happen god i'm 99 years old there's no way we can have a kid and and sarah's old and they had both convinced themselves that there was a way that they could do this um you know, in their custom and and time, they could, you know, obviously maybe have more wives than what was going on, you Mm -hmm. know, today. Um, And so here's a situation where Abraham takes it into his own hands and God says, no, uh, verse, um, I can't see with my glasses on, verse seven (laughs) out of chapter 15, I take my glasses off to read. And he said to him, I am the Lord. Who brought you out of the Ur of the Chaldeans to give this land to you to possess? But he said, oh, Lord, how am I to know that I shall possess it? We always talk about stories with Abraham of where he takes his son to be sacrificed and mm-hmm. he didn't flinch. But there were times where he did flinch, you know, at a later part in his life. He oh, yeah. pretends that his wife is his sister-in-law or Multiple sister in Multiple times, and boy, Sarah must just felt like a great woman. You know, she must have just had a <laughs> real good confidence in in Abram, Abraham. But uh, we had an interesting conversation in that, and 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 many times, it's it just comes down to faithfulness and faith in God, not giving up or not doubting what God says, even when we can't see with our own eyes how it's going to work out. He tells uh, Abr- Abram in this in this chapter look up at the stars and i picture god being a little smarter because like, it actually says this look up at the stars if you can count them if you can count them and yeah. obviously go you ahead can't. little man yeah go ahead little man and see what see what i've done here even if you could count them you're going to have more seed more children more uh, generational children than that so it's such a tremendous promise um right there god says it and Abram's Abram, and and later Abraham, his name has changed, but uh, he struggles with that. We're the same way. We're the same way. Every single oh, yeah. bit of it. God's what? clear promises are are laid out in Scripture for uh, what is to happen for us, what is to happen to us, all the way down to the end. And we still doubt and and knee jerk and oh God, is this really what you want? You know that kind of thing. So,
0: well, even if we think we. If we if we feel like we've got a real good handle on what you know what God is doing, what He said, we still have the tendency to want to do it in our own power,
1: right? Every time, and yeah.
0: that's and that's what Abraham did with Hagar, right? Mm-hmm. They tried to resolve the situation. God said, "This is going to happen." We don't see how it's going to happen, so here here's a way we can make it happen. And then you know, of course, that whole situation. We we won't go into all that today, just because I think that takes us down a rabbit hole that we don't need to go down. But but still, Abram and Sarah they attempt this in their own in their own power, in their own mm-hmm. um, their own being. When really, you know, this is a supernatural thing. It's, it's in a lot of ways, really is is no different than than Mary, right? Yeah, you're going to be pregnant, and all you have to do is submit to my to my will. Yeah. You know, and it's the same exact same thing. She didn't try to go and do things. I mean, she could have done whatever she wanted to do right to do that. Right. But, but Abraham and Sarah, they try to, they try to get pregnant in their own way. They try to have a son in their own power. And ultimately they can't fathom what God is going to do. They can't right. fathom how all this is going to work out. Right. So that, that's a great yeah. word, especially for what we're talking about today. Um, so our topic today, and we're only going to tackle one because we keep saying we keep saying we need to shorten it. We need to shorten it, and then every time we say <laughs> we need to shorten it, we go longer. So, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna tackle one topic this week, and that topic is what do you do when you feel like mailing it in? Mm. If you're not familiar with that term terminology, with that phrase, you don't feel like doing it. You, you wake up. You wake up Sunday morning, maybe on the way to church, you've argued with your spouse, you've argued with your kids, you've probably argued with yourself a little bit. You know, I don't like the way this these jeans fit. I don't like the way this coat fits. I don't want to wear a tie today. And you're just you're boy, just not boy. feeling
1: it. <laughs> You had to bring up the tie, didn't you? Uh, I did that just for you. <laughs> Who wears ties anymore? Come on. Uh, I do sometimes. <laughs> do you still? Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't wear them every week, uh, but anyway. They,
1: they look nice. It's respectful. Uh, I get it. Yeah. yeah.
0: But but there are weeks, you know, mornings where you get up on Sunday and you're just not, man, you're tired. It's just yeah. not. In some ways, I think this is kind of related. We talked about a couple of weeks ago when the people just are not engaged, right?
1: Mm.
0: Um. I would say in some ways they would be mailing in their worship, right? So this is us from a leader perspective, mailing it in is, I just don't feel like doing it, but it's my job and I've got to go do it.
1: Yeah. And for, for those of you who are not worship leaders, think about this, even in your work position, your job position, there are days when you come in, you just, I don't want to be here, you know, and whatever job you have, there's, there's important aspects of things that you have to do no matter what it is. Uh, from from any job there's always important aspects you have to do so that just that feeling of uh, you know maybe even to the point you want to quit and we have talked about this a little bit before too that's when really the devil can can get on you and and start to convince you it's just worthless i I just feel like mailing it in and and quitting so yeah yeah, i'm I'm not
0: the 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 work's not not doing, not getting done like I wanted to get done. Things aren't happening like I want them to happen. And you're just discouraged, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: and you just don't feel it. I I actually thought it was pretty interesting. I was listening to to sports radio when I'm riding around town. Um, But uh, they were actually talking about that the other day. One of the hosts was talking about there's some days I fake it till I make it, right? Yeah, yeah. I I get in, I do it because I've got to do it because it's my job, and I just do it, and then I go home.
1: Right. <laughs> one of the one of the funny things about that in the illustration you just gave was sports so so sports analysts and journalists and and we as public consumers you let a football player get on the field it doesn't matter how many times he runs down the field at 100 miles an hour to catch a ball for the winning game, you know whatever it, let him take a playoff and they talk about that all the time let oh, him yeah. take a playoff and see what happens you know um, we have certain expect this is a neat uh, we don't need to get into a side topic, but we have certain expectations of other people that we don't place on ourselves oh, when it yeah. comes to this mailing it in and quitting. So well, uh, the that adds to that the that pressure.
0: Actually, it's funny you say that because I don't know if you've heard any of this discussion this week, but what the reason that that came up for them was because Trevor Lawrence was saying, look, uh, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback yeah. for Clemson football, he said, "He said, look, football yeah. doesn't define me. Championships don't define me. I mean, we know we've heard Trevor talk about his faith before, right?
1: What so, he's I supposed know. to be football all uh, the time and yeah. breathe and eat football.
0: But, but basically, saying, look, if I don't have football, I'm I'm, I'm good. That mm-hmm. that kind of discussion, right? Kind of kind of like Tebow." If you if you go back to Tebow days, you know what? Oh, he
1: got he got slammed for saying stuff like that. Y-
0: you know what? If I don't have football, if I don't have baseball, I, my life's going to go on, and, and I'm still going to be good with that because I know that God's got. It play.
1: did, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody basically just moved past him, right?
1: Right.
0: So, but but that's what Trevor Lawrence was kind of getting at, and that's why people are questioning. Well, is he just going to get out there on the field and mail it in? You know, is he just going to? throw the football and not be driven by whatever because they want him to be like Tom Brady, right, where the championship mm-hmm. is king, right? The championship is king. If you're not playing for a championship, you're not playing football. So it's a different mindset, right, when, when yeah. it comes to that. But but for us, I mean, Sunday is championship, right? Right. Sundays when we gather together.
1: And I, we aren't Tom Brady. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. No, I don't even play him on TV, right? Yeah, uh, no. but but it's Sunday is the time where we come together. It, it's our game day, if you will. And sometimes you just want to take one off, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean that from a vacation standpoint, right? I'm not. That's not the question. The question is, you know, what do you do when you show up and you've got people to lead? You got a band, you got a congregation looking to you to lead them, and you don't feel like you just don't feel like it. You're not feeling it. Yeah. So I want to start us out on that discussion. I mean, one of the passages that I want to point everybody to is um, Deuteronomy eight. I know it seems kind of like an odd passage, but but this is what this is what the the scripture says. Oh, there's a whole
1: lot. There, there's a whole lot of quitting going on in, in Deuteronomy. Oh,
0: oh yeah. <laughs> But, but in 8, it says this, the whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land the Lord swore to you to uh, to give to your fathers, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. <clears throat> and be humbled, you, and and he humbled you and let you hunger and fed I uh, fed you with man, well, I'm struggling today, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the Lord, uh, mouth of the Lord. But what I, I want to focus in on is the remember the way your Lord uh, has led you. Mm-hmm. You were in the wilderness, you don't really understand, you complain, you grumble the whole time you were in the wilderness, but... Lean on him because remember the work that he's done. Remember how he saved you out of Egypt. Remember when things were really bad. He saved you. He's the one that 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 took you out of a really terrible situation. Yeah, amen. And yeah, you're in the wilderness, but still, you know, this is your own fault again because you're grumbling, but here's what God's gonna do. Right. So remember your God, you know, that, that is more than anything else. Remember what he's done for you. Remember the work that he did on the cross for you. And like Isaiah, I I don't know how you remember that and not worship. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Christ didn't mail it in, you know, and he certainly had the opportunity. You can argue whether he would have been God or not, oh. but he certainly had the opportunity to say, "I don't have to do this." And you know what? He didn't. Yeah,
0: uh,
1: God, his Father, and he was being obedient to the Father. Asked him to, mm-hmm. and he did. And Scripture's quite clear on that. That it pleased God to do that to His own Son for us to make mm-hmm. that that relationship uh, restored. <sighs> yeah, I don't know how you you well I guess it's 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 frivolous to say I, I don't know how you you do that i I do know how you do that because I've been there. you've been there. we're sinful right but yeah, but it's always helpful to to have that thought in mind. Christ would not mail it in. He didn't mail it in for for me, and I'm thankful for that for eternity could never repay that right and you know here we are let's go so that that's a that that might be the best point we have of this whole podcast. You can stop now. <laughs> You know, <laughs> we just, we'll just stop
0: recording and, and we'll yeah, let you guys go back today it. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: it. So no, please, please stay and listen to the rest. Uh, yeah, we, we'll, <laughs> and we
0: promise we're trying to keep it shorter.
1: So remember your yeah, God. Yeah.
0: Remember your God. That's that's probably my number one um for trying to get out of that that little funk that you're in on Sunday morning. What, mm-hmm. How about you?
1: Uh, we talked about this before, but I'd, I always go back to this as a pastor, as a worship leader. As a normal person, as, as a garbage truck driver, as a dentist, as a whoever, real estate, you know, mogul, whoever you are, um, if you're a Christian, God has called you to something. So for me, standing in the pulpit, uh, leading a band, leading music, I have to understand and remember and be encouraged by the fact that I'm called to this. What that does for me is. Uh, It gives me an understanding that I'm not doing this in my strength. I'm not doing, in fact, when I'm weakest, God is at his best. I can't tell you the number of times the service has has gone on. And I felt like it was just, as far as the Mm -hmm. technical aspects of music and things, it was just trash. And I felt like, God, I'm so sorry that I poured that out to you this morning. And then someone will come up and tell me how Mm -hmm. much God blessed their heart in the songs that I, I picked or the <clears throat> pardon me the the music that was you know done how it was done what was said the scripture that was tied to it mm-hmm. and i'm just like wow you know god you you are the catalyst for all this i'm i'm nothing and i'm just the vessel so use me in that so the calling and understanding that that you are called to do that it can be hard sometimes but Matter of fact, it's hard all the time, but I was gonna say, you know, yeah. it, <laughs> it, God has called you to this. And if you are firm in that calling and understand that, then that's your motivation to keep going.
0: Well, that's an interesting point, too, because you talk about, you know, the, when you said the times that you feel like it's been the worst are the times when you really get the most feedback a lot of times that, yeah. it, that it was it, it's funny because the ones where you're like oh man that was awesome the band was on it today i didn't sing the wrong words for once i cricket, didn't play the wrong <laughs> notes and then it's yeah and then nobody says a word not no, please hear me we don't do it for the yeah for the yeah, praise yeah. but but feedback is 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 good right in in, yep. in a lot of ways feedback is good and you know you just look for that Man, it was great today. Thank you for your work and, you know, whatever. And then it's, it's, it's nothing, man. I mean, it's, it's just straight up
1: crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was looking for that cue. I was going to do it. And I thought, no, I hit the wrong one. <laughs> uh, but, but
0: I, you know, it's just funny how that works. But, but I do want to share this passage. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Because it's, I think it kind of speaks to this. In Romans eight, Paul writes, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Um, Mm. and it goes on and on there, but, um, that, you know, John Calvin equated singing with prayer. Um, he said, these are very similar type of things. They do very similar things, uh, to bring the believer and God closer together and, um, so that's that's why I bring that up is you know it, when we don't know what to pray, the spirit intercedes on our behalf when we don't know how to worship right He leads us he guides us he, he he shows us what to do
1: yeah for us as worship leaders it's Martin Luther elevated music and and God's music, not just music in general but God's music uh, right up I mean he didn't put it in place of scripture, but he put it right up under that he said next to next to God's word. There's nothing more important for a Christian than, than music. So who cares if you can't sing? Who cares if you can't carry a tune? You know, God's music can do, and, and we're talking about textually, um, uh, not genre of music. So God's not a Southern gospel fan, I'm pretty sure. But <laughs> <laughs> the the text of music and, and that worship to God is important. Um, and I think that's, that's pretty right. Anyway, what, what other one you got?
0: Uh, one I do want to bring out today uh, from Mark uh, 28, um, he's he's talking with the Sadducees, he's talking with the scribes and it says this, one of the scribes came up, that's Mark 12 by the way, one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, ask him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And I'll go ahead. The second is like this. You shall love your neighbors yourself. There is no other commandment yeah. greater than these. So the one I want to focus in on the uh, is the love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. I mean, I know that there are going to be times where we feel like we're out of gas. We've got nothing left to give. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe you've had two funerals, three funerals th- that week. Maybe you had two funerals and a wedding. Um, and Maybe you had uh, who knows what. You know, maybe it's a big weekend at church you were with, maybe the students all weekend. And you're just out of gas. You're tired. you got nothing left. You don't feel like you can do it, but you you just stand up there and sing. But be encouraged. I mean, even when even when things were were really at their hardest. I mean, Jesus prayed, Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. And like you said earlier, he didn't. He didn't see fit to take that cup, and Jesus said, okay, fine, you're not my will but yours. Here we go, right? And that's kind of where I'm coming from with this is, you know, God calls us to love the Lord our God with all that we are. Let's just boil it down to that. And that means sometimes when we don't feel like it, Sometimes it's a struggle. Yeah. God calls us to love him. And in that love, again, I don't think we have any other response but worship. Right. I think
1: that's a, I think that's a cool thought. Not, not a cool thought. I don't mean to be simple about it. It, The reason why it's great is because in those times when you don't feel like it, it, faithfulness, right? Right. God, this is all I have this morning. Be honest and open with the Lord about that. This is all I have. He knows. Yeah. It's obvious. It's clear to God. If anybody else.
0: And by the way, most of the other people know too, when you're not in. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People see people know they, they, you know, are uh, attuned to if you're, if you've been in a church and your church for any amount of time at all, people are attuned to that. Surprisingly, how much people Mm -hmm. are attuned to that. Um, But just be honest about that to the Lord. Right. So this is all I have, Lord. And, and please take what I do. We pray every morning. Our band is on stage. We get together and pray the pastor and Lord, please take these feeble efforts this morning and do something great with it. Yeah, You know, so sorry. Didn't mean to jump yeah. in there. on No, keep, like that. keep going, that's man. Good.
0: You're all good. Keep going.
1: Um, I, you know, you pointed out scripture and I had a couple others here, you know, when we're, when we're weak, he's strong. Right. And, and that's, that ties in right into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But here's some other practical things that I was thinking. Um, have in mind that the, the pasture, not the pastor, the pasture is never greener mm. on the other side. We always hear that stuff. We 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 get in our heads and we think, man, if I just had it like so-and-so, if I had it like Danny at his church, man, he's got all the people and he's got everybody singing, he's got two services going. If I just had it like that, dude, listen. <laughs> I'm going break it down to you real quick. <laughs> the grass is never, ever, ever greener on the other side. You get to the other side and you realize it's the same grass that it was over here. Just understand that, you know, ties into everything we've already said, the calling and, and, and God's power and God's spirit. Um, just understand that and know that the heat of that emotion in the moment when you feel like it's all whatever, mm-hmm. that will pass. You know, allow God to use that moment and that time and those times to strengthen you. Don't bail, because if you bail, you're not learning any lesson that God's trying to teach you at all. Right. And
0: you know, put whatever little you do have, put it into what you've got. It's like you were mm-hmm. saying a minute ago. He knows. Just, just confess it and go. Right. Yep. But don't don't do this. It, it's so easy for us to look at what somebody else has got on the day where oh, we're yeah. down and we're well if i was at summit or if i was at elevation or if i was at what pick pick one
1: number 1 it's a bit of arrogance to think that you could be at elevation right <laughs> or summit or you start to get in your mind you think man i you know if i well maybe god didn't have you for that maybe you you wouldn't make it at all maybe you would drown in something like that you know god's got you where he wants you yeah, As that's another whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, actually, um, I just got a text from somebody listening. I, I do want to share this because I actually think this is—I uh, think this is—this is interesting. Um, awesome. She says, "Oh, hang on, oh, come back. Oh no, stop! <laughs> I got too many things happening." <laughs> says she says, "If God wakes me, somebody needs me, even if I don't feel it." Oh man, that's good. So. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff in there, but, but if God wakes me, somebody needs me, even if I don't feel it, uh, that's that, heavy. Listen,
1: that is not to use the phrase from the popular series and, and church and Saddleback, but, but that is a purpose driven life, you know, yeah. take, take yourself away from the the whole thing of it, but, but that's waking up and understanding that God has a purpose for you. That is great stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good word. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you texted that over today cuz I'm that that's a good point. It's one I had not thought about. You know what? Yeah. He's he's put you here in in this particular morning, who knows what what people are dealing with, who knows what they need. That's a good word. I like that. Mm, mm. So thanks for sharing that.
1: Yeah, let me share a short story with that just real quick. Um you know, others may not, but you know, in 2014 our son was diagnosed with leukemia. And he went through five years of the first three years were pretty intense, as you know, uh, five years of treatment with that ultimately. And, and, and trust me, there were days where you just wake up and you're just like, right, what do I need to do today? Can't think about tomorrow. Can't think about next week. What do I need to do today? That thought, God would always remind me of that. Be, be in the moment, be attentive to what, what you need to do today. And. You know, there's, there's scriptural support for that, that God takes care of the sparrow. God mm-hmm. takes care of the, the, the small, Consider insignificant thing. The, the lilies of the field, God takes care of those things. Be where God puts you. Be, you know, be present. Be there. Don't mail it in. Don't check out and, and don't leave that moment, even though it's, it's uh, hurtful, painful, whatever it is. Yeah. So. Thank you for whoever that is.
0: Well, again, you know, lean lean on the spirit in those times, right? I mean, because cause she's right. You know, mm. it's you're there for a reason. and You mentioned it very first thing. You're called to do this. Yep. Mailing it in is not an option. You can't, like the guy on the radio said, you can't fake it until you make it. You can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's obvious. <laughs>
0: yeah, you don't. I, I can't tell you, you know, there have been times, and, and please hear me on this, I'm not saying I've never mailed one in, right? I, I've there have been a few times where I've stood on that platform. I use, I've, I've
1: emailed one in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, planning Center. <laughs> yeah, planning center. Yeah, but yeah.
0: but you know, I mean, and it never fails that somebody's always uh, attuned to that, right? And so somebody always says, "Dude, are you feeling okay today? You're just not yourself." Mm. And in the power of the Spirit, if we're praying and we're leaning on that power of the Spirit, we can be there for that person that needs it, right? Yeah. So we we trust in what he's doing, just like he did with Abraham, Abraham just like he does through the entirety of the Scripture, that just like them, he will walk with us through these things.
1: So I think that's a good word. Um flip it on its head also to flip it around. If you are in a position to where you're constantly feeling like mailing it in, maybe that's a sign that you're doing it in your own strength, that you're doing it in your own efforts and not relying on the Holy spirit. I've been in that position. Uh, sure. and, and, and I'm not, you know, in any way saying I've figured it out or I've, I'm, I'm arrived or anything like that. But when I begin to, to realize you know, this is getting rough. It's, it's, I want to just bail from this and mail it. I'm operating in in my own strength and my own power every single time. Right. So
0: Yeah. And, and I think there's a greater conversation that we can ultimately have there too, because if you feel like you're constantly mailing it in, it's time to evaluate some things.
1: Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah.
0: Um, and I know this will be shock, uh, shocking news to you, but I mean, sometimes there's conflict in churches. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I get it that that sometimes makes things difficult, or uh, like you said, when you're when you're dealing with family issues, something even as as heavy as leukemia in a child, mm-hmm. it's easy to mail mail it in, right? But All I right. think there's there's a um, in your instance, in your example there, I think there's a um, there's a pretty clear um, mm-hmm. gut check, if you will, that. God, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm carrying this heavy burden with my family. I can't do this. You've, you've got to do it. I'm here and I'm, I'm singing. I'm giving everything I've got, but I'm out of gas because I'm at the hospital. I've been in the hospital for how many months?
1: Yeah. I was telling you yesterday that, and you remember this well, I would lead worship because our, our, our church was close to Duke hospital there in North Carolina we would lead my wife and I, uh, um, family, our family would would be involved in leading that morning. And before the preachings, like part of this whole journey, we had to take him up to get treatment at the hospital, or he was in the hospital inpatient and we would leave and and go there. So you always got that in your mind. And you're just like, I knew then, and, and it's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about anybody in my family. It's just that, This is what God did. This is how awesome God was. And seeing that and recognizing that, but just humbles you. You're just like, wow, I I have nothing, God. Yeah, that's (laughs) nothing. Take it and go.
0: (laughs) It's just amazing how all that works. And yeah, and you're worshiping, but you're just, you're empty. Mm -hmm. The burden is heavy, but God sees you through it. Right.
1: Yep, yep. Every time
0: now, those times, those times are a little different. I wouldn't call that mailing it in by any means, but but the times where you're just whatever, I'm ready to be done with this. Let's hurry up and get this service over yeah. so I can. I don't know, sit on the couch and watch golf or football or
1: whatever you like to
0: watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's the answer to everything, <laughs> isn't it? Yes.
0: No, but Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, lean lean on him because he knows the church will know. You can't fake it, and and keep this in mind. You always want to be leading people toward Christ, Mm -hmm. and so here's here's one last point I want to bring out. If you're not leading them toward Christ, where are you leading them? Mm
1: -hmm. Because you're leading them somewhere.
0: You're leading them somewhere. Yep. And if you're not leading them toward Him and toward worshiping Him, I mean that is the weight of the calling that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, It's what you said at the beginning. Remember your calling remember the one that called you and lead and the people about, to him
1: think about this too it and this is one of the things that i had if if you quit if you mail it in let's let's pretend that scenario goes that way it's not going to get better it's likely going to get worse yeah so by conceding to that feeling or conceding to that emotion or pressure it's going to get worse no doubt mm-hmm. it's not going to get any better because you're really not fulfilling your calling. You're not fulfilling uh, that in yourself. You're not fulfilling that in the people you're leading. And that just crumbles and crashes on you after a while. So uh, even though it's a, a tremendous pull to want to do that, it's the wrong way to go. You know, it's the wrong way to go. You you are feeling this pressure because it is the wrong way to go. Yeah. You know. Well, so, I
0: think I started this thought a few minutes ago and I, did, I don't think I finished it. <laughs>
1: But I probably if, started talking. <laughs> if you
0: if you were constantly feeling like you're mailing it in, let's let's look at some things. Is it mm-hmm. is it your calling? Okay, is that changing? Is your call changing? Is God doing something yep. different in you? Where maybe this is not what you're to be doing anymore? Is He leading you on to whatever He's got for you next? I mean, you really need to evaluate those things. And those are some things that I think we can talk about um, in the future. Um, Yeah, absolutely. But you need to start, if it's a constant thing for you, you know, you need to evaluate that. You need to understand where that's coming from. You need to really do some deep thinking, deep praying about, okay, so this is an ongoing issue. Is Is this my heart issue? Is this God changing my calling? Is this God moving me on to something different? What is this? So, um, and, and the
1: point with that is God is always doing something that you can't see. Step away from yourself a minute and get the 10,000 foot view. God is doing things in you. You don't see, you're not aware of that's, that's all around you. Maybe this pressure is designed by God to grow you, to mature you as a leader. Um, I never like that, by the way. That that's terrible. <laughs> I never like that. Not, none but God too. does it not yeah, God does it in such a gracious way and, and applies grace in every area where we need it and the time. We just don't like it and we don't want to be part of it, you know, because we would rather have everything easy and be on the mountaintop all the time. Uh, it's one of the songs we we sang uh Josh Baldwin, that new song, um, Evidence. Hmm. Um, there's a tag line in the song that says fear will come and fear will leave realize at that moment uh, it's hot tension emotion it's gonna pass right Mm -hmm. god you know following the journey becoming a better christian it's gonna pass so
0: yeah that's a good word well i let's uh as we kind of wrap this up today let's uh let's look at our set list what do you have let me pull mine up here what do you have going this week man
1: I'm going old school. Oh, no. <laughs> Not really. Um, yeah, it feels like I'm going old school. <laughs> you were <laughs> laughing at me about this this week. Uh, so, for Sunday, uh, we've got several songs. So, Your Grace is Enough, it's an, an older chorus. Wow. Even older, I'm dipping back to the old, young Chris Tomlin days and forever. Um, every time I feel like I want to retire that, I know. Every time I want to retire that song, it, you know, I... It's hard for me to retire that song, and I told you this, because the room fills up just loud with singing, because from every generation, everybody knows that song by now, and it just rings out. And people ask me for it all the time. Well, the text oh, is great. Give thanks yeah, to the Lord, is.
0: for he's good. His love endures forever.
1: Love endures forever. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> you sing it backwards now. That's, that's, that's good text, right? I mean, it really yeah. is. It's straight out of Scripture.
1: And we're going to hit uh, God So Loved. Sunday, okay. We the Kingdom. Well, John Really enjoying that song. I've got a band that they're pretty cool, man. I, a couple of my guys, they're like, "Yeah, we need a, a Caribbean drum in this," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but um, please put a steel to drum Sola. on stage and, and make sure uh, that we all
0: see the video of that.
1: I just gotta have somebody to play it, right? Uh, Forever for Rain <laughs> is that? I think Steve Fee, uh, old Steve Fee, song uh, Forever Rain, and uh sovereign grace so uh all i have is christ love that song we'll never stop doing that song i don't care how old it gets um do you know that one
0: what what, what i'm sorry what was all i all i have is christ. All I have, yes yes yeah sorry my, that song. my brain checked out for a second i was mailing it in for a second
1: yeah my drummer <laughs> hate my drummer hates it because it is a shuffle three four kind of a odd uh odd rhythm but um such it, a great text. I
0: can see how your drummer would dislike it because uh, yeah. song is great, but it is yep. from a drum perspective, yeah, it's pretty uneventful.
1: Yeah, it is uneventful, and it's just a weird,
0: well, that's weird like rhythm. I, I love "There's a King," but my band is like,
1: da, 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 da. yeah,
0: because you know you got that flugelhorn that's in the beginning, mm-hmm. that that and a pad that carries the majority of the song, and so my <laughs> band's like,
1: here we are. So what I tell my band all the time is when we do a song like that, I just sound like, do your stuff over it. You know, I just tell them, do your stuff over it. So that means one of my guitarists is is bending some, he's got a little Ebo that he plays on Mm -hmm. on his electric guitar. He'll bend some and kind of make it like a synth pad. And my other one will just, you know, kind of some chords here and there, soft pad, you know, and the drummer's just ticky, 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 you know, little, little,
0: and that's it. (laughs) I just tell my, you know, (laughs) sing along, enjoy the song.
1: Enjoy it, yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, there's because of that one pad that really drives the whole thing—the pad and the flugel. Mm. Just, just you don't have to worry a lot about this one. Just enjoy it. Sit. You love that flugel. I do. I do, man. Gosh, that's so good. I need a flugelhorn player. If there's
1: anybody listening that knows how to play the flugel, please call me. Come talk to Danny Pointer at his church. Info and
0: at complaintdesk.com. That's an easy way to get to me. That's right. Please do. I need you. Yeah. I need yes. you. I'm begging you, come to my church. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that all you got for Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Oh, man. What you got? Uh, What's your
1: traditional service look like?
0: Uh, traditional? Oh, you're flipping it up on me here. Traditional, yeah. all creatures of our God and King. There's oh. a cool. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a cool. um We're doing the Baptist Simple version. There's a nice little modulation in uh, last verse. Uh, yeah, that goes with. Well, and the reason sort
1: of cool. why I shudder. The reason why I shudder is because I, I, I haven't done that in years, and it just when I hear a song, I have this thing in my head. I'm a music guy. It takes me back to a time, a place. You know, and I can hear it audibly in my head. I'm weird. And then that song, when you said the title, it just went, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, we got that. We've got uh, more about Jesus. Do you know that one? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear I that. can sing it. Good. I know,
1: I know all the hymns, man. I do. I really do.
0: That's one. I actually, I went and talked to uh, the guy that plays organ for us. Uh, I was like, hey, man, please tell me you know this one. <laughs> He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I definitely know that. I was like, okay, good. Because, um, you know, I'm still getting – traditional is just like contemporary, right? Your definition of traditional – have to
1: qualify that. <laughs> your definition of
0: traditional may not match my definition right. of traditional. yeah. Just like your definition of contemporary may not match my definition of contemporary. Right. Clearly, because you're doing all old songs. Clearly, well, we don't match. <laughs>
1: Forever is a contemporary song, but it's an older, but when I say that to someone in their seventies, they're like, boy, you don't know what older is,
0: (laughs) but so, so it's the same way, you know, I've got all creatures of our God and King is fairly kind of high church, if you will, more about Jesus is not, it's, it's, you know, revivalistic kind of Jesus. Yep. Anyway, more
1: more about Jesus. so
0: we could probably talk about all that too. You know, the differences in all this stuff. Uh, Anyway. Oh, 4,000 tongues to sing. And uh, we will close out at the end of the service with, I'd rather have Jesus. That's a, that's a good one. I don't know if you've done that one. That's actually a, a good
1: traditional set. I, I really like that. I That, that kind of gives me excited. Well, that, I like well, that.
0: Come on down and worship with us. No. <laughs> up. Come uh, on up. Oh, yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> come on up.
1: All right, so what's your contemporary?
0: Contemporary, we're starting off with He Lives. That's the one we taught on Easter Um Not
1: not the hymn.
0: No, it's the, uh, was that vertical worship? No, I don't remember. I can't remember who did it. Yeah, it is. No, it's Church of the City. Okay. Church of the City. Uh, If you're not familiar with it, go listen to it. It's really, really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes and amen. All your promises are yes and amen. We'll do that one. Uh, Taking a little bit of a step back, I'm going older. Who you say I am
1: oh yeah song. yeah that's old yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say give thanks or something we'll close it out we'll close that set out with a
0: little city of light yet not I but through Christ in me uh, it's a good song yeah I love that one Yeah, um, their stuff for those of you listening if you're not familiar with city of light get familiar
1: cause oh man
0: doctrinally their stuff is just so good and it's um, that it's just all it's good the hard part about their stuff is you can't find the um, you can't find their multitracks. original recordings on multi tracks yeah. like you can with a lot of them. Which, by the way, same thing with yes and amen. Mm-hmm. Um, Housefires, the the version that I originally heard, Housefires doesn't have any of their stuff on there. You've got to find somebody else's, and none of them match the Housefires version. So. I found yeah. myself hacking up an Ableton track in rehearsal this week.
1: Yeah. You can jump over to loop community. Maybe somebody's made cause they have a community force force community kind of a thing. Um, crowdsource kind of a thing for yeah. community and, and maybe somebody's made one.
0: Well, I was able to, I found one that was at least close and then I could, you know, I could piece it together yeah. in Ableton and make it like I wanted it.
1: That's awesome. It should be a good service.
0: Yeah. And we're actually, we've got baptism this week, so that'll be cool. Yay. Um, and uh, we'll actually close after the sermon. We're going to do in Christ alone. So we'll step back just a little. Piano is that last
1: week? Yeah, that's another one that we've talked about songs before that that just stick. Yeah, I've obviously in Christ alone, we'll be doing that for years and years to come. So I,
0: I hope my grandkids and their grandkids are doing it, yeah. and their children, yeah. and their children, and their children.
1: Oh, stop! Carrie. <laughs> And your children and your, ch- yes, Carrie Job. Yes, Lord, I love Carrie Lord Job. Lord bless you and
0: keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious yeah. to you and give you peace.
1: Well, brother, you thank you so she's, much. Oh. You realize she's my age?
0: She's not. You're
1: old. She's, man, she's in between. She's she's right in between you and I. No way. She, when she was back at Gateway in, in Texas, man, she's, and it's been a long There's time ago. No way. We used Revelation song last week and I had to look it up. She did the lead on that. That was a popular song when it came out. She was twelve. No,
0: she's younger she than me. She's forty. She just turned okay, she thinking, just turned
1: forty. I think I was thinking she was forty five. I mean week. she looks sixteen. Every time I she see her, does. she looks like she she's seventeen or something. But I was gonna say there's no um, way she's your age. You're I love her voice. I am. <laughs> I am. Still doing this. Christianity Today wrote an article. Can you still be a worship leader at 40?
0: <laughs> what? This is why I don't read Christianity Today.
1: Yeah, Perhaps. all right. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, hope, I hope I'm hope i still doing this when I'm
1: older. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be dead.
0: I'm not going to put any numbers out there. It will likely kill as, me. As yeah. soon as I do, I'll be done. But... Uh, <laughs> That's, all right, man, uh, good
1: time today. Brother, thanks for
0: being here. Um, we appreciate all you guys uh, tuning in and kind of listening to us uh, ramble on and, and kind of poke at one another about being old. But uh, we, we thank you for, for tuning in and for being a part of this. Always info at thecomplaintdesk.com, especially if you play flugelhorn, info at (laughs) thecomplaintdesk.com. And uh, this will be up on all of our podcasting stuff uh, later today. But for those of you on YouTube, thanks for being here and uh, for the comments that we we got today. We certainly appreciate all that. Very grateful for those. Brother, I'm praying for you this weekend. Hope things go Thank well. You. Praying for you. And for all of you listening, same for you. Uh, praying that it goes well. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you next time.